Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Screen Heroes. Your film and TV podcast from the Heroes Podcast Network. I am Derek, one of your regular hosts, and I have my two lovely hosts with me, Ryan Hi. and Ray. What's up? And we are here this week to talk about The Big Bad Mouse, or Disney, as some like to call it, as well as the most recent entertainment news. So, guys, before we kick things off, just a quick little announcement or two. Uh, we have a brand new forum on Facebook. If you want to talk film and TV with us, you can go out to facebook.com slash groups slash screen heroes and you can join our group we do there's polls out there and uh we'll talk about one of those actually in our new segment here and you can talk about all that Derek kind of cool posts stuff. topless pictures in there too sometimes i don't so. not at least not topless photos of me like if there's henry cavill or chris pratt i'm sure those will pop up don't worry i'm gonna photoshop his but... face on all of them <laughs> fair enough that's your screen heroes guarantee <laughs> that, that's the screen heroes guarantee that's the thing we have now once we had a thousand um, members that's what i'll do i'll start uh, i'll start photoshopping ooh. derek's face on everything okay only 900 and we, we're gonna uh, get 42 more i think uh so yeah come and join us out there if you're not on facebook for any reason you can always follow us on twitter at screen heroes pod so come talk to us out there all right so let's kick things off with news we uh we missed a week because somebody may had a migraine and could not record so we are going to cover the behind the scenes batman photos that came out a couple of weeks ago that showed off really our first real look at what robert pattinson's batman suit is going but to not look really like. our real first look because it was a stunt suit right. and yeah so okay right maybe, maybe you should kind of maybe explain to people why that's significant well, um, because usually uh, this was, this particular suit was being worn by somebody who was riding a motorcycle. So beyond whatever the Batman costume is, he also had to have enough protective gear to keep him from getting injured if something happened. And he, there is a video of him crashing the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. But people were complaining about the cowl like looking bloated and big. And that's probably because there's a full motorcycle helmet underneath that cowl some kind of shell at least and right? the, th- the things might not fit right on the suit because there's all protective gear underneath because the actual bat suit costume is not protective surprising yeah. but yeah there's an actual motorcycle suit and everything i'm sure underneath there and so yeah things don't look like they're gonna look in the final product 
even if they did though i i think it looks pretty good like i'm looking through a couple of shots that we have on our instagram at heroes podcasts and like i don't know i think the cow looks fine to me uh no i mean i can see what people are talking about i like the shape and design of it but it does like look like it's bloated off the side of his head like his head is, yeah. looks like a big light bulb on top i mean so did that Christian particular Bales, though well that was a little different this particular angle i think is a little more flattering but there's a couple of them where it's like straight on and mm. and it looks like you can see it kind of angle bowl out from the side of his head but the goggles are cool it's unknown whether those are actually a part of the cowl or if that's just for the motorcycle riding likely it's just for the motorcycle riding right, right and that specific cowl design could also be just for the motorcycle riding absolutely like, head protection so well what do you guys think of the rest of the suit like we got a good look at the bat symbol he's got some little like black widow things on his arm i think it's fine like i'm just waiting for you know more stuff to come out they've been filming for what two weeks now it's not, not long yeah. yeah so more stuff will come out and it'll be a lot of fun we'll see a ton of people on set but I, I like what I've seen so far, but I'm trying to hold off my full judgment until I actually see an official something still or right. video other than that weird Red Room one they leaked. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it's a cool idea. There's In the Bat groups, there's a lot of controversy, the Batman groups on Facebook. I mean, and even in, like, the RPF and any of the costuming groups, it's constantly, you know, this is the worst bat suit ever. How could they go from... Batfleck to this what does he shimmer in the daylight it's like guys get over oh, that okay man. come on that dude has been in tons of things since then and he's said how much he hated doing those movies right. they were paychecks man We've yeah all done big paychecks, paychecks probably too well and it was a long time ago over 10 years since the last one right like i mean I, I'm, i'll be the first one to not like those movies but that doesn't mean those actors can't do good stuff outside of that right Right, and I think he's proven that he can. I mean, I saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I thought Taylor Lautner was just wonderful, wasn't he? In that, I don't know. I, I didn't see that one. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't either. I was being sure, sarcastic, yeah. but right, it's not in my Netflix queue right now. <laughs> you know, truth be told, I actually am really enjoying the Suicide Squad set photos as well. They they've been pretty fun, and I'm not quite sure I'm digging Margot Robbie's complete change of look. But it's it's more true it's like to the comics. It's like her style completely changes. Like her yeah. taste completely changes in every single movie that she's in. And it's it's a little weird. I can make the jump from Suicide Squad to Birds of Prey. But this one, she's got long hair, pigtails again. It's and they're different colors. Black, it's and, black red and red right? this yeah. time. And uh, she's wearing like this tutu dress. And that's that seems completely opposite from what she has been wearing. So... Uh, just curious how they connect it, but everybody on set is like always smiling and having a good time. So just looks like a fun set. Have you been looking at those, Derek? I have no idea what oh, really? you guys are talking about. Okay, there's a lot. I, sh- uh, I didn't know you good. if you'd want me to share them or not because they're kind of spoilery. Uh, okay, maybe that's why not I missed terribly, them then. But, but yeah. no, I did not see those. And I, I think it's part of the problem of having now three very different directors involved in the live action Harlequins and this movie being a sequel that's ignoring the first film but it's not a reboot and so they stylistically want it to be different but also have it be the same version of the character and i don't i'm not saying that's never been done before but that is a weird place to be 
you know, whereas like you look at the MCU and yeah, different people have, uh, you know, directed Captain America and Tony Stark, but at least they were all kind of like the same version of that character tonally, like on purpose, like there was an arc involved and this is more chaotic. Yeah. Um, and not like planned chaotic either, but right. I don't know. The set photos have made me a little more excited for the movie. I mean, it's a, I they mean, all just look good. I've like, talked about on here that I'm a John Cena fan, even though everybody else seems to hate him. I think he's hilarious. No, I think he's really funny. He's... I don't hate him at all. Oh, okay. No, well, I, everybody... I the only movie off the top of my head that I've seen him in is Bumblebee, and I thought he was fine. Okay. Yeah. That's not true. He was in Sisters. Oh, yeah. He was funny in that. I forgot about yeah, that. I loved hilarious. him in Blockers, and he's been in a couple other movies, too, but... uh I think he's gonna. I think he has a lot of potential. Same potential like Dave Bautista had, um, you know, the the huge guy that's right. kind of not. He doesn't act like a guy that's just massive, um, right? But he, the things he can do with his face, I think, are a little bit. They're more like Jim Carrey than Dave Bautista can do. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm excited to see him in a James Gunn movie. It's. I think that he'll really push those limits like he did with Bautista, and uh, yeah. So same. I'm excited, and the uh, characters are all like really far down the list like not d grade not eager i mean they're like way down there yeah, uh, there's like blackguard and mongol and polka and dot Savant man and, yeah i mean a yeah. lot of these characters I rat know catcher existed, like you know. know they're dying yeah. <laughs> like a lot of them a lot, a except lot of idris elba's idris elba's character is gonna live i'm Margaret sure robbie captain boomerang idris elba's character yeah. and maybe rick flag again no he's, he dies oh, uh, pretty sure I'm pretty sure he dies in like the first act because he hasn't hasn't been in any of the set photos uh, past like, I don't know, early on. Viola Davis will make it out. Yeah, probably. uh, I mean, Rick Flagg kind of gets the short end of the stick here because like his entire job is to explain to the audience what's going on. And so he doesn't have any opportunity to do anything interesting at all. Her sword traps the souls (laughs) of the men she kills. Like that's kind of the downside of introducing a ton of characters in a movie like this that people don't already know. Cause you have to kind of explain like, why is her sword significant? But that's great for James Gunn because he did the same thing in guardians of the galaxy successfully. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Kathy Jim- Yen did a better job in Birds of Prey with it than Suicide Squad did. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's, that's fair. I think that's and, she and James had less Gunn's characters, and so did James Gunn. But still, both ways they did it was more successful. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, the first Suicide Squad, one of the few positive aspects of it was kind of the way they had like those introductory screens for some of the characters. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? I no. thought that worked, but it didn't give I enough. I liked the graphics that were with it because I, I still. Really like the neon color um, motif that they were going for. It just, you know, the rest of the film didn't reflect the cool and unique take that the posters had, that the promo material had. That's fair. All right. So as we're kind of on this this thread of talking superhero stuff for a minute, there have been these wild rumors, and I'm sure there's really nothing that backs these at all, that... Henry Cavill may play Wolverine. And we I think a- that's just like fan wishes. In Captain Marvel 2, right. though, it was oddly specific. It was really specific. And the rumors are that Rogue will be in it because in the 90s, Captain Marvel and Rogue had a very intense battle. And I won't spoil it for you, even though it's 30 years old. But they both Does live. it have to do with Rogue being able to fly afterwards? Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, that's where she and got her that. permanent strength. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, 
So we did a poll. She kills her. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not going to happen, I imagine. I I doubt it, yeah. Uh, We did a poll on our new Screen Heroes forum on Facebook uh, about whether or not people thought Henry Cavill would make a good Wolverine slash Logan character. And yeah, I mean... Now, it was kind of a tight race at the end of the day, but no was the leading choice with the second choice being maybe and then yes. So, Ray and I, you you and I both voted yes. Why do you think he is a good fit? Because he's Henry Cavill and I love him. (laughs) No. Okay, so first and foremost, he's a great actor. Every single role I've seen him do from the Tudors, the man from Uncle, the Superman, like he to Geralt, he embodies the characters. He kind of disappears into them. And I, I just. Com- you didn't like him in Mission Possible Fallout? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. So I can't say that. Gotcha. But. His mustache was fabulous. Yeah, he looked amazing. <laughs> it's like- on the list, though, because she got me the Mission Impossible movie collection. Oh, weird. I, it's for free on Amazon so, Prime. So, when, and Hulu, yeah, but, I, think. I mean, if you look behind me here, you'll see a bit of a physical collection. So, I see that. When I, I watched like the trailer and they lined up his jabs to the music, yeah, like I cool. could get tingly <laughs> yeah, every look, time. Yeah, like he has to like, cock his arms. Yeah, yeah like, like, oh, like a God. shotgun. Well, awesome. He looks like one of those old timey boxers that were just if in the watch, middle of a New York street. If you watch the Black Widow trailer, uh, the dude from Stranger, David Red Harbour Guardian does the same does things. Yeah, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll it's, a, it's a real it. quick moment, but yeah, he does the same thing. I feel like that's going to be the new thing. <laughs> Just because Henry Cavill did yeah, it really well. Yeah, and he well. looked really cool Anytime doing it. Anytime in a trailer music lines up to something like that, I lose my mind. Clash of the Titans synced a... The new one? No. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Okay. I was going to say, you saw the trailer for the original? No. Wow, that's impressive. It's not around then. I'm sure um, it's on the DVD. Yeah. Clash of the Titans <laughs> had one. They made this giant scorpion monster line up to the bird and the worm by the used. And I was just like, I went to see that movie because of that. And, and I was like, I'm at the sad. End. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Not anyway. because the movie was sad, but because it was terrible. It was a horrible because movie. Because it was terrible. Yeah. How do you get rid of the owl? The owl's amazing. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Henry Cavill, I... I want to see him continue to play a superhero. He is my Superman. I know not everybody feels that way, and I'm okay with that. But that may not be the case, and I'm bummed about it, but Wolverine would be a fun role. Also, I think he's just completely different from Hugh Jackman. I don't think he would be the exact same, which is what you need. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine at this point. You need to differentiate. Yes. I think that's fair. Um, Ryan, now what's your opinion on Henry? I didn't Cavill? see this poll because for some reason I'm not seeing anything in this group. I need to check my settings for it, but it's okay. I will, but um, I, th- I mean, I'm kind of like basically the same thing as Rachel. I, okay. I'm a huge Henry Cavill fan. I, I think that he DC f- just fucked him over big time, and it's <sighs> yeah. really disappointing because he, w- I never really was a big Superman fan, but he made me more feel more connected to the character, and, and you don't see, you know, the Boy Scout necessarily. You see a, f- a person that's flawed and trying their best, and it humanized it a lot more than maybe some of the previous mm-hmm. uh, incarnations. But um, I, I want to see him go to a franchise where he's going to be appreciated and get more work when he does a good job, you know? And I think The Witcher is a start, good start of that. Same here. Um, but I also worry a little bit that it's just going to be Geralt also. He's going to do the same voice, and, like, it's just going to be Geralt with mutton chops instead of <laughs> a white wig. You know what I mean? 
The, uh, the main so, yeah. complaint I hear online is that everybody says he's too tall, but also Hugh Jackman was like is like six two, isn't he? So so Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Jackman. a full inch taller than Henry Cavill, which yeah. is so so is very so, stupid. So I do I do understand the well, just because Hugh Jackman was tall and he did a good job doesn't mean we shouldn't try and find someone who fits more of the comic book physicality of that character of him being a smaller guy. But, but but then why should we find anybody of any other race to play the character or any other anything? You know what I mean? Like why change any character ever? I mean, you find the actor that's good for find the, the role, best actor, right? I, I don't think the height is really consistent in the comic books, and if fanboys want to get all up in arms about that, they can at me because it's it's ridiculous. Like he'll come up to hulk's chin in one panel and then be at his waist in another and it's the same Doesn't hulk grow though the angrier he gets he's supposed to get bigger he's not supposed to get taller i thought he got taller yeah, too he's but supposed to get, like wider and more probably muscular. depends on the writer that's <laughs> well, true yeah. too uh but in the comics they say that he's 510 and while that's an average size for uh an american man it's just it's not really it for Hollywood. For Canadian man. I don't know. Well, even like five tens, not that like it, yes, yeah, so that's obviously shorter than the six three that Henry Cavill is. But we're not. We're only talking like five. Is he inches. six three? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But we're only talking like five inches here. It's not like you know he, Wolverine's supposed to be five foot even, and we're giving him a six foot four person, you know, or something like that. So I don't know. Hugh Jackman did an incredible job in that role, especially you know in Logan and, and things of that nature. So I don't know why. This would be a problem. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's got the physic, the physicality for it, and Henry Cavill certainly does. Yeah, right. I mean, he's basically going to be eating chicken the rest of his life. <laughs> he's getting <laughs> cast for roles where he just has to be huge all the time. But I do, I do like your point, Ryan. That like I just want to see him get a franchise role that's handled well. You know, because it didn't really matter how good or not he was in the DC universe. That that was irrelevant to whether or not he got to continue. But he's optioned you know? for another movie. They just have not pulled the trigger. Yeah, they're waiting they're for his contract anything. to expire, I yeah. guess. And look, I mean, if they change their minds and they surprise all of us and they bring them back, great. I'm not going to complain. Right. But I would just also be very surprised at this point. Do you remember, was it last year or two years ago when there was like all those rumors about him leaving, uh, him leaving DC and quitting DC and all that stuff? And all and he then- did was post a, like doll. Yeah. And it was like obviously his publicist trying to get him to get DC to make a move or something. I'm wondering if this whole rumor because it's fairly unsubstantiated yeah. is also something by his publicist to try and get DC to do something or judge fan interest in getting him to Marvel. You know That'd what I mean? Funny. The whole thing is just to try and get somebody to do something with him. It is so hard to tell these days, right? Like we talk about the, the Sonic redesign yeah. and whether or not that that was already like a planned publicity stunt or not. And at this point, I guess it doesn't matter. The movie's a massive success and everybody loves it. So either way it worked, but yeah, how do you know these days if it's BS or not? If the yeah the actor's agent is starting a rumor so that they can try and get their guy work. Well, he would work for quite a few characters yeah. in Marvel. You know, both Avengers. But he has a typical superhero so, yeah. physique, and totally. so yeah, you name almost any hero, and chances are he could probably do something. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if he ended up playing Sentry, who is basically Superman, just blonde. <laughs> yeah, just blonde. You know, that's it. He's just blonde. Well, that's the thing. Like his facial features, like yeah, he's got the physical build of a superhero, but his facial features just kind of fit a Superman esque character, a Captain America esque character, someone yeah, who's supposed to be that like very. He could have done Captain America. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, it, that's what I mean. Anybody that's, that's supposed to look like the, the superhero in your mind when you think superhero. It's Henry Cavill. Yeah, he yeah. could do it. Totally. Um, all right. So let's move on here a little bit to some other stuff. So we have two other little pieces of, of news I wanted to talk about before we move on to our main topic. Um, the first is Little Shop of Horrors. So they're talking about making a new Little Shop of Horrors film. Yeah. And uh, there's been some you know rumors about what the casting might be for that and the, and the tone of it. What do you guys want to see? Because I mean, I we're all fans of the musical version with Rick Moranis, right? Um, Henson puppets. I'm sorry. What do you all yeah. want to see? I want Henson a non CG uh, Audrey. Too. Audrey. I, I don't 100%. think that's. I don't think that's a huge stretch now. Like a few years ago, I would have said no way they'll make it CGI. But now with the success of the Mandalorian using a puppet Baby Yoda and Netflix's The Dark Crystal using that's not a success. What The Dark Crystal? I mean, it was phenomenal, but they haven't even renewed a season two, so it's obviously not that big of a success. Well, I meant just from like a visual standpoint, like it worked it looked really good okay. you know like people are using practical effects more now in prominent places than That's they true. were you know five six seven years ago which is kind of surprising in a good way and so i think if they made like this is the best shot of having that the, it, yeah i mean and when you look i watch the original not that often compared to some people but maybe once a year yeah and i mean that audrey two puppet still holds up really yeah. really well better than a lot of movies that came out 10 or 20 years later and it's incredible to watch um the way that they did the you know had rick moranis moving really slow so that they could speed it up and and make the the mouth seem like it's moving really fast all the camera tricks they used to make that thing work I mean, that's what I want. And I, ultimately, I don't want them to make another one. That's my that's my ultimate want. But if they're going to do it, then yes. I I think it's a uh sorry. I think it's a very interesting play. So, I would love it if it had like a Broadway resurgence or even if they did the Broadway live thing. I'd be okay with seeing it live for sure. I just don't know that we need another movie when the right? first one was incredible the first, the musical was incredible i agree what what else are you gonna bring to it frank oz really made that entire thing beautiful and wonderful so if there is something new to it and the talent they are rumored to have is like um chris evans and mm -hmm. lady gaga that they're looking for you know they're they're huge up there i didn't both hear the of, lady gaga thing but that would be crazy both of them are really talented but, but can I, Chris Evans sing? Yes, he can. That was my yeah. question. I haven't seen him in anything. Not another teen movie. He did sang. he sing in that? He did. Oh, I heard him. I remember the one song they sang when they were. She was on the yeah. football field. But they I mean, it wasn't the, like musical. No, song. they had the musical number right before prom, and he sang. So okay. So here would be the question: Then, if you bring in Chris Evans, do you basically have to do to him what they did in the first Avenger and like shrink him down to make him believable as kind of the? Well, no, he's not playing. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he's he playing play the dentist. dentist. He's playing the oh, dentist. Oh, well, that's a great casting choice. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my bad. Uh, man, that would be awesome. He could kind of channel his character from Scott Pilgrim a little bit. Well, yeah. And, yeah every movie other than his Captain America roles, he's basically been a huge jerk. So, uh, and maybe Snowpiercer, yeah. I guess he wasn't a well, jerk. Well, he but... eats babies in that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he's not happy about it. So. <laughs> but I mean, that's his wheelhouse, right? When he was Johnny Storm, he basically just needs to be Johnny Storm as a dentist. Different career choice. Well, we say in his wheelhouse. 
Knives, but I mean, he's been capped for almost a decade. So, <laughs> but I, he was a jerk in Knives Out, and that was received really that's well. Fair. So, yeah. I am still hoping that Bill Murray plays the patient who's really into the it. Same same role. <laughs> yeah, God, that would be so <laughs> <Right>? wonderful. <laughs> like, that's the only thing that gets brought back. That would be great. I think that would be really wonderful. But anyway, yeah, if you're not going to bring anything new to it, then just do it on Broadway because I would totally pay to see that. Yeah, that would be really cool. And it's, I mean, the musical version of it is is based on um, like a, a, a stage performance of the film. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so that it's already kind of set up to do that. So well, that, it's been on Broadway multiple times before. If you just want a revival, then have a revival. Yeah. But I think the big thing now is just if you can if you can get in a Chris Evans and a Lady Gaga to lead your movie, it's going to make yeah. a fortune. Well, right? Neither you, of them are confirmed. They're still just no, 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 rumors. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch the original, I mean, it's just so many people that are so talented involved in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they could get... I mean, Chris Evans and Lady Gaga is certainly a very good start. Right. But, but Taron Egerton as, uh, was one I heard for Seymour. And I'm like, I don't really see that. But I, I don't know. that. I just don't think he has the same talent that Rick Moranis had back then. After his performance as Elton, I, I think he could pull it off. He's not the first person that would come to mind. Vocals-wise, I think that's great. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't believe him as a nerd for the past, like... Six years, they've been selling him as this action hero to right. us. And well, but in Elton, he has to kind of play a bit of... I agree. He yeah. wasn't, you know, this macho man, but... So I think he has it in him. He just has, He's gotten some of these action roles. Mm-hmm. But just like, you know, Chris Evans was a jerk for most of his roles, and he gets to be Cap and was wonderful. I, th- I think Taron could do this really well, and he does have the voice for it, which there is, is kind of key. There is a huge height difference between Lady Gaga and Taron Egerton, mm. so it would be really funny because... You know, well, not- wasn't Audrey taller than Rick yeah. Moranis? Yeah, and the- absolutely. So, I mean, that works. I-, I think that that would work out pretty well. That would definitely not turn me off. I it, I just don't think it's the same level of talent that we saw in the original. And maybe in 20 years, we'll be looking at it going, man, Taron Egerton, how- <laughs> he didn't wasn't even a big star yet. And, you know, whatever else. I mean, but- Rick Moranis wasn't really either. Wasn't His peak all. was the 90s. You know, before that, in the 70s and 80s, he did some really cool work, but. Well, even Bill Murray was not like super mm-hmm. well known at that mm-hmm. point. Steve Martin Steve probably Martin was, was a little the bit biggest better. Yeah. pull there. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's just tough. I, I love the original. I love the, the, the original musical was so just much. Super surprising. It just came out of nowhere. It was amazing. It was irreverent and whimsical and fun, and it was self aware. Yeah, which I love when musicals are self aware because it is incredibly silly that people just out of nowhere sing. So, and all yeah. the talent was really surprising. You know, we didn't expect any of that. True. So That's I, fair. I think that movie, it's just really special. It was, you know, lightning in a bottle. Agreed. So we don't need to remake it. That's my <laughs> it's like Back to the Future. <laughs> it is like Back to the Future. You can future. keep going back to it, so why make a new one? I totally am on board for reboots that are just completely unwatchable, but had a good idea at the core. This one's not like that. Well, and, and it's it's definitely it's certainly not like that. And Back to the Future is another good example of of just something like how do you improve it? Like maybe you have better special effects now in some of those scenes in the second film, but well, the difference is that Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale for uh, Back to the Future have said that over their dead bodies there will be a remake, right. and they yeah. they own the property, so. 
Yeah. I, Literally, when they die, that's going to be the first thing somebody pitches, I guarantee you. They're always really gruff with it, too. They're like, you don't sell your children into prostitution. Right, exactly. Yeah. They make it to this huge They're thing. very blunt. Well, so Tom Holland has said that, like, there had been talks, but he doesn't think it's a good idea either. And so, like, when, your lead, when the actor you want to be your lead is like, this movie doesn't need to be remade... Maybe maybe slow things down. I'm pretty sure bit. I read an article that said Robert Zemeckis replied to that and said there have not been any talks, and he's not sure. Maybe Tom Holland I'm has sure. talked to like a friend about it. but Well, so just because Zemeckis owns the rights doesn't mean that other companies can't have preliminary conversations before they pitch him an idea. Right. I absolutely believe that people have been pitching him a remake since like the early 2000s. But if he said he's never going to do it, then why right. even bother? And I bet because Tom Holland's getting a lot of questions because of that deep, deep fake yeah. video. Oh, totally. So yeah, he said that that was he said that was a big reason why. I bet why. nobody's like approached him to actually play Marty McFly. But at the end of the day, people love to beat a dead horse and they imagine if they say if they ask him enough times with a with different actors every time that at some point Zemeckis will just get fed up and be like fine right now i hope that that's not ever gonna I happen hope he stays true to his word right but that's it'll happen when half-life 3 happens <laughs> well there is a new half-life game coming out so there you go it's just not half-life 3 it's a little different <laughs> it's like the deep fake of back to the future right exactly. you know, it's, it's adjacent um all right so last news topic before before we uh we take a break here is Planet the of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. So um, they had the, the new trilogy, of course, with Andy Serkis playing Caesar. Uh, and War of the Planet of the Apes was the third and final one in that, that part of the story. But they're talking about doing more. Now, they have said it's not a reboot. So they're not erasing everything. It would be a continuation. And I have some very strong opinions about that because I think War for Planet of the Apes is absolutely phenomenal. And Andy Serkis was amazing and deserves far more credit than he's ever given from the oscars and things yeah first like and that. foremost he should have gotten an oscar for that right. at least a nomination yeah. i mean it was an incredible performance but you know he yeah anyway i would i, I don't know what i'd want to see from another film unless it's going to to bridge the gap between the originals and this these new ones which are supposed to exist in the same timeline do you guys have any opinions that's it right there. If it's not going to be in between them, then you're just remaking the originals, right? So why do that? I, I get that the first one of the originals is really the only actual good one, and the others are quite silly, but <laughs> they're fun silly. You know, that's what 1950s, 60s sci-fi was. It was silly. And this last trilogy, in my opinion, is a pretty perfect trilogy from start to finish. It's not my favorite movies in the world, but just they're entertaining, they're provocative, they're intelligent, and Andy Serkis kills it. So I I don't think Disney's going to, like, screw up what's already happened and not already happened. Like, that's not going to ruin anything. Disney got a new IP. They want to cash in on it. I totally understand that, too. But... I think the best way to do it is you bridge the gap and you hire Andy Serkis as the director. That would definitely make me more interested if he was involved in some capacity like that. Ryan? I don't have strong opinions. I, I'm not a big Planet of the Apes fan. I've seen the originals when I was like eight. And uh, I think the only one of the newer ones that I've seen was the Tim. Didn't Tim Burton do one? Oh, a God. long time ago with Mark Wahlberg. In yes. The 90s, that's yeah. the only one I've seen 2000? of the newer ones. I haven't seen any of the newest trilogy that you guys are talking about so i don't have a real strong opinion on it that's fair um 
Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't want too much more filler. I feel like they really set up the basis for how the the primates all take over and create a civilization. I don't know that I necessarily need to see them build the buildings that they end up living in, you know. Um, but if they wanted to bring in Andy Circus and remake the original with a updated theme and tone to it with better special effects, knowing that they wanted to kind of continue onward and ignore the silliness mm-hmm. of the originals, but had had somebody like Andy Circus involved who I think you need for a, for this type of franchise, that would keep me interested. Otherwise, I feel like you ended it on the best possible note already with War. I don't know how you top that in the next one because the big twist in in the original film most people already know it you know it's been parodied a ton of times so i don't know that you can't really get that shock factor from too many people it's really the only good thing charles and heston did so (laughs) (laughs) all right well then we will move on so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we will be talking about disney the big bad mouse and how disney is has kind of become the powerhouse that it is in the entertainment market do i get a kit kat because we're taking a break if you brought some you can have them we'll be right back recently on the heroes podcast network echo station well what's the main what's the main planet that indoor the forest moon of indoor it's a moon so it's there's a major planet obviously that it is the forest moon of indoor is indoor the actual planet then see isn't that confusing (laughs) <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Indoor, or is it the forest moon called Indoor? Kaiju Curry House. Because I'm just wondering, are Pokemon Kaiju? They are pocket monsters. They are pocket monsters, Paul. They're, pocket, they're monsters, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're um, just, so... They are yokai, officially. <laughs> yokai. Yeah, so, um... What's like... a yokai? Screen Heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think... That Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC crossover where Air Bud takes on Space Jam. Man, we should write for these companies. <laughs> That's what it comes, it's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One-on-one. Yes, done. All right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And Squirrel Girl wins. <laughs> Red shirts and runabouts. Something we've talked about before and other people have, but there's there's so much of real life history involved with Star Trek from Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as as on on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know, James Doohan serving all these people and all these real life events that have impacted things. That's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so we are back, and we are talking about Disney and the Big Bad Mouse. Now, Ray, this was your idea for a topic, so why don't you tell us what you had in mind? So the whole reason why I pitched this as a topic is because very often Disney is in our new segment, and we all have conflicting opinions about Disney as a company. You know, clearly they own some of our favorite properties, and we give them money on almost a monthly basis, but well definitely a monthly basis Disney plus came out yeah really but at the same time now you know we have concerns and gripes and they're not the most ethical company they never have been even from the beginning so it's i just thought that we'd have a nice back and forth about how it's almost impossible to boycott this company but we still you know push our convictions aside sometimes to participate (laughs) well it's difficult i I think for me and this is something we've talked about before on the show i think the difficult thing for me is and i'm sure for all of us we love film and we love television and we love a lot of these characters that have now finally made it to like legitimate big productions and disney as they continue to purchase companies Right. If you look at the last couple of decades between, you know, starting really with Pixar more than anything else, Pixar, Jim Henson, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox, um, most of Hulu is owned by Disney at this at this point as well. Um, It is difficult to avoid them. And I think this number is really important. So for the 2019 box office, if you look at, at last year's box office, Disney by themselves, not counting 20th Century Fox, accounted for 33% of the U.S. film market by themselves. If you include 20th Century Fox, which they now own, that goes up to 38%. Second place is Warner Brothers with 13.8%. That's a pretty big gap. you know. So that means that you need, what, two and a half Warner Brothers just to catch up to Disney? And then everyone's below all of that. And so that means when you go to the movies and you want to see a movie, you want to take your kids to a movie, you want to go out with your friends to a movie, a date, whatever, your odds of seeing something that isn't Disney are just lower because mm-hmm. Disney's taken over everything. They've purchased all the IMAX screens for Star Wars or they've taken up all the good release dates and other movies have had to push to January and February to avoid you know the next big Marvel flick. Um, I know, Ray, you've got a list of like some of the biggest well, there are $46 billion movies out there so far, and Disney has over half of them. Actually, it'll be easier for me to just count the ones that aren't Disney. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, but you know, this, this was something I was concerned about when they discussed the 20th Century Fox purchase, the acquisition. So 30 of them are Disney films. 30 of the 47. 30 of the 46. 46, excuse me. 30 of the 46. I mean, that's pretty rough. It is. Um, it definitely, 
if I had to be in the Supreme Court and judge if this is a monopoly or not, I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's the real concern, right? And when... So the way like kind of movie theaters work, right, is production companies essentially rent out the space at the movie theaters, for lack of a better term, uh, to put their movies in there. And the more control a company has over the movie market, the more weight they can throw around. For example, back when The Hateful Eight came out, Tarantino wanted to use specific types of cameras to show his film in 70 millimeter. It's not a common camera anymore. And Disney was purposefully positioning films in areas in California to push out the use of those cameras by Tarantino's film. It was a big deal. This is because Disney can then say, well, if you don't do that, we'll just pull our other movies from your theater and we'll just, you know, not have them there. And of course, if you're AMC or your Cinemark or whoever, that's kind of a scary prospect. Yeah, the smaller movie houses, the indie ones can totally do that. Not a big deal. But the bigger ones, that's huge. And then when you're an indie film, you know, how do you compete? How do you compete with... You don't. That's why they're going to Netflix and Hulu now. And they're finding a lot of success there. They absolutely are. They're getting nominated now. And I think that that helps. That certainly helps. But um, now Disney's taking that over too. You know, that whole uh, Disney Plus and Hulu are probably a huge, huge percentage of the streaming population there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you see like the first major production Disney puts out is The Mandalorian, which looks as good as anything on TV, um, let alone you know stuff that's being put in theaters. So I guess the, the question is, like, how would anybody, how do, how do you compete with that? At this point, well, they're giving huge budgets to you know all their, they have Marvel shows on there that characters are transitioning from movies to shows and then probably back to the movies, and they're giving them movie budgets to produce these shows. Um, you know what, what was Mandalorian every episode? Um, I don't know per episode. I know that the total for the first season came out to 120 million. So a, that's a movie. Which it was uh, slated for 90 originally. And yeah, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of movies that don't even get that kind yeah, of budget. Exactly. Um, you know, now you, if you compare it to similar shows, so the, the first season of Star Trek Discovery was 90 million uh, for 15 episodes. And then the Lord of the Rings show that's in production for Amazon, which has 24 or 26 episodes, so it's much bigger, is 200 million, just for some perspective on that. So, I mean, shows of that quality are certainly more expensive than they used to be. Yeah. Um, so well, they can easily they can look more like their cinema counterparts, and that's what Disney is trying to do. Is they're trying to go, okay, well, the Star Wars fan that just saw um, Rise of the Skywalker or whatever in theaters, um, they're going to go watch The Mandalorian, and we want them to have a, a seamless experience. So it's going to look it needs to look exactly the same. And I'm sure the Marvel movies are going to be the exact same cinema quality. As you're watching it, except now you're getting four hours or six hours or however many uh, hours of these characters on, on Disney Plus versus a movie that, you know, and they don't have to deal with the theaters at all. They can just have it straight to your living room mm-hmm. and, you know, bypass the middleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you want to go next with this? Well, I want to talk about a property Disney owns that they're actually failing with, Ooh. which is not very common for them. Uh, obviously, the big ones are their animated and Pixar canon, their Star Wars and Marvel. But Disney has owned the Muppets since the 1990s, and they have not known what to do with them. They have pretty much screwed up 
at every turn. Um, with the exceptions of their first movie, Muppet Christmas Carol, and the Muppets movie by Jason Siegel. Other than that, it's it's been pretty bad. They don't know what to do with them in the parks, in the merchandise. They have failed TV shows. Yeah, that weird, like, the workplace drama show that they did on ABC. It wasn't good. It wasn't interesting. They implied that Miss Piggy and Josh Groban were having sex, and that was so awful. Did you watch that at all, Ryan? I did not. It no. was I like, think since Jim Henson it was not involved is pretty much, uh, other than the few exceptions that Rachel has mentioned that were actually good, has kind of, mm-hmm. I've not been interested in. So, like, this... <laughs> It's one thing like to make a low quality film or something like that. This show was like sad and depressing. Like it was a workplace drama with Muppets and they, like Kermit and Piggy had like divorced and they hated each other and like yeah. it was just like a sad angry show and but with Muppets. The Muppets <laughs> haven't been touched since except now they are just schlocking Facebook portal for some reason. They're, oh yeah, the yeah. Muppets are advertising for that, and that's a damn shame. Like all three of us, absolutely adore the Muppets. We could do an entire episode based on our favorite Muppet films, and it's just bring back the variety show. Well, didn't they didn't they announce they're doing a sketch comedy show with Muppets or something yeah. for Disney Plus that then got canceled? Like, yeah, yeah it was. After? Suppo- I think it was supposed to be unscripted. Is that what it which was? Which I feel like. That's got to be pretty difficult for puppetry to be yeah. unscripted. You can't do that. You know? Well, I imagine it would be something like Crank Yankers where they would just mm-hmm. like record something and then move the puppets to whatever they whatever they recorded. Oh, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So they're not doing it live with puppets. I'm that guessing. does make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but they a, canceled that, I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah. like shortly after they announced it. No, I will say the new Muppet Baby is on the Disney Junior I think it's that's what it's called is doing really well. Everybody loves it. We've seen a couple of But is it episodes. as good as the original Muppet Babies? It's not. I don't think so, but at the same time that could just be nostalgia talking. It probably is. Because I haven't seen that show in a really long time either. And it is CGI. Is it not, it's not on Disney Plus either, which is weird. Do you no, think they put not. that on there? It's a CGI kind of similar like what Nickelodeon CGI has started to kind of look like. It's it's weird. It's almost like it's a it's they've reverted it's not like remember the reboot show yes right it reminds me of that it's cleaner of course it's more sophisticated but it's almost like we took a step back on cgi to something that clearly looks fake on purpose so uh, what do you guys want to see from the muppets i know both of you are fans i love the idea of doing a variety show again i I don't know why that would be a problem at all i mean we have all these talk shows you know and i think that bringing on guests celebrity guests especially like the generation that's the main a-listers now grew up with the muppets like we did and would like could you imagine chris evans coming on a skit with kermit and or something like that like it'd be great yeah i mean i i don't know i think that i don't really have any specific ideas but i feel like just giving it to a director that was a kid when when we were and and grew up with the muppets somebody that really cares and understands the property would Mm -hmm. be the way to go i'd love to see something like i don't even know if he's a fan but edgar wright do something do a full feature or jason reitman or yeah i mean you know can you imagine edgar wright and then he'd have sean uh simon Pegg and uh, nick frost come on and voice (laughs) and just do like a buddy cop thing but with the muppets yeah 
Right, like they could, there's so much they could do with that, but just give it to a director, let them have their vision with the Muppets. It's not whatever that thing was we got with Melissa McCarthy, or that's, was that wasn't that one? Well, well that wasn't why, that wasn't. I know, Muppets, but it was but... it was uh, the Henson Company. Was it? Yes, it was the Henson Puppeteers. Yeah, no, and fr- and fr- uh, the Henson, the current Henson that's running the show. Right. it was the Henson Company. But Sesame Street sued over it. Aren't they all owned by the same company? I don't have any idea. Disney does not own Sesame Street. They do not own Dark Crystal no. or Labyrinth. They own uh, Muppets and Fraggles. Yeah, they don't own Henson Studios. Yeah. That's so And confusing. it was Bri- Brian Henson. That's who it was. Yeah. He was like the executive producer of it, which that's why I hated the idea of that so much because I don't, I didn't know Jim Henson, so maybe he would have loved it, but it didn't seem like something that was in his, you know, his... Yeah. Uh, and I, he look, when Sesame Street sues you, that can't be a good sign, right? Right. I mean, something that's been a staple for of children's television since the seventies. Well, when you do a forty-five second Muppet ejaculation joke in the trailer, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just tells me right there it's not worth my time. Well, what you were saying about giving it to a director that has a vision and passion behind it—I mean, that's exactly what made the Jason Segel movie so successful—is that he had this idea, he went with it, and he worked on it for two and a half three years so and it's it- what's worked for marvel mm-hmm. um it's i mean i'm pretty sure that's what worked for the mandalorian um you know john favreau had a vision and he went in there and executed it and if they just let somebody do what they're gonna do and let them stick to their vision with minimal you know messing with it then yeah i think it'll be good well i think sometimes because it sometimes uses a derogatory term but sometimes i think having a love letter to a franchise is a good thing and can revive a franchise for sure. And the Muppets have had kind of a rocky time the last 20 years, 30 years, aside from those few examples we talked about, maybe it's time. Like that was what was so good about seagulls is it felt like a love letter to the Muppets, you know, and it was very similar in, in thematic style to like the original Muppets movie. Right. So that should have been this amazing springboard. And, you know, the sequel wasn't terrible by any means. Yeah, Muppets but... Most Wanted just failed at the box office, but the critics loved it and people reviewed it really well. So. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not as good as the one before it. I think there was just some magic that Jason Segel brought to it. He has, sometimes you just have to have that special something. Yeah. You know, and he had it for that medium mm-hmm. or that topic. Yeah. Um. What else do you guys want to talk about with this? I've got the Fox merger uh written out here i've got all their previous scandals <laughs> i've got the most racist depiction since their inception well there's a wide range of topics absolutely is. um i mean so i guess the, the racism one is kind of interesting because they've started to do some more modern things to address the older stuff i also have that listed out here the official press change that they they put out um, so what I'm referring to here, so th- of, of course, Disney has been around for quite some time and there are some things that they made, uh, early on, especially prior to world war two and prior to our lives that are just very, very offensively racist. There's no way around it. And there's a debate about how those things should be handled as far as access is concerned. Should they just be locked away and destroyed? Like they never existed or should we frame them in a way that is deemed appropriate contextual Conte- to the to the era yeah right and they so have we don't done forget. both 
And they, yeah, and so why don't you tell us a little bit about what their strategy has been? Okay, so once they launched Disney Plus, all of the ones that were racially insensitive uh, had a disclaimer at the beginning that said that this was a reflection of the time, um, and it was insensitive then. It's insensitive now. We're not going to edit it, but here is your warning. And a lot of people thought that was a great move. Other people thought that was really, um, I, I guess, just kind of sweeping it under the rug. But I I don't know what the correct answer is. There isn't a correct answer. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you do, somebody's going to be irritated one way or the other. And yeah. you're not ever going to please everybody with whatever you do. I mean, that's certainly true. But I, I think if you look at it just from like, an ethical historical standpoint, it is important to not forget history because, you know, we're doomed to repeat it. That's the cliche, right? And Disney has done some good things. They've done some bad things. I think it's important for them to not forget who they are, who they were, where they came from, and the mistakes they've made along the way to help correct those mistakes and avoid them in the future. Disney is in a special position where they have an enormous amount of money and exposure and influence on our culture to steer things in a positive direction. But is Disney plus the place to have things that are racially sensitive? I think that they can still have that responsibility to society and by, by having those things available for people to watch. But I don't think Disney Plus is necessarily the right platform for something like that. I mean, I think that's fair. I think they, the the un- unfortunate alternative is if you put it somewhere else, then you kind of put it behind like a separate paywall. But you don't have to do that. Unless you just release YouTube them YouTube is not a paywall. Okay, I mean, yeah. or there's any number of video streaming sites. I mean, that's an interesting thought. I had not really thought about that. You could totally, like... You wh- could give it to the Smithsonian lose, right? or something to be like a display of... To be archived. Yeah. So, I That's mean, a good idea. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't really think about them just putting it up, like, for free streaming somewhere. Yeah, everybody can learn for it. We'll learn from it then. Yeah. No, I, I like that idea. That's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. What do you fair. think? I don't I don't know. Honestly, I part of me has blacked out some of that stuff. I enjoy Peter Pan and then I'll like go to watch it and get really upset at the what makes the red man red song and or I like Lady and the Tramp's one of my favorite ones and then the Siamese cats are so racist. Like it's basically Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's buck teeth and bad English and just ton of stereotypes. So, but hey, at least you can watch the new live action version, which I is can. really freaking adorable. It was really cute, but oh, like Disney was making racist things even in our day. You know, like The Little Mermaid. Tons of people believe that Sebastian, um, who was played by someone who was not Jamaican, doing a really shitty Jamaican accent, was incredibly racist. And there's a scene in Under the Sea where they specifically say the blackfish sings and then they show a very iffy blackfish. Mm. So I've only seen The Little Mermaid one time, so I don't remember it very well. And then, of course, Aladdin, the original lyrics that the merchant sings where, you know, they'll cut off your hand if they don't like your face and and then um, it's it's barbaric but hey it's home yeah. is the original line which they've now replaced yes if you were to stream it or watch it on a blu-ray or of course the live action version uh none of that's there right um which i mean 
that was probably a good decision. And then a lot of people also had problems with the villains being very stereotypical Middle Eastern people, but Aladdin and Jasmine being very white. Their features were white. Their voice actors were white. So it... Well, yeah, the white voice actor thing was very common. Most of the Lion King cast from the original cartoon version, most of them are white people. Absolutely. You have James Earl Jones, of course, but... And Queen Sarabi was... Mm -hmm. But that's that's basically it. I mean, you have white people or a white person doing most of the music for the original too. Yeah, yeah. Phil Collins, right? Or isn't that Elton John? Elton John, John. John, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't Phil. He did Tarzan. That's what it was. Sorry, no, you're good. But yeah, it was Elton John and Tim Rice, and you know, even their Swahili lyrics to "Circle of Life." It sounds beautiful, but it's 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 a lion. Hey guys, it's a lion. Like it's not very deep you can tell they didn't consult anybody even though there's a lot of people that speak swahili and it probably would not have been difficult to have a consultant on they paid to have real life lions and zebras on for the animators to watch but they couldn't pay for a swahili translator he doesn't have all that much money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a, it is a concern and i i appreciate that they want to do better I think it's important that they want to do better because the people that are there now, the animators that work there now, the voice actors today, the directors today, most of them are not the same people. Oh, yeah. You know, and And they should not be blamed for the sentence of Disney's past. That's not fair. They're just trying to work. And but Disney will fire a director if he does has done something wrong in his past uh before he worked for Disney. Ah, But he's back now, so it's fine. Is it fine, though? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not to go on too much of a tangent but the latest is they didn't know he signed on with warner brothers to do the suicide squad mm-hmm. so they just do zero homework when they hire somebody apparently <laughs> yeah sorry i just found that really funny. no you're good i'm i'm keeping up with super tuesday i apologize um, i'm getting messages every time anyway so yeah i i i appreciate that they want to do better and i think it's important that they do but i mean they have completely scrubbed a lot of this stuff anything pretty much before peter pan has been completely scrubbed from there. Uh, you, you can't find it. You know, Dumbo's there, but... Which the crows are a significant the, issue in yeah, Dumbo. They absolutely are. I don't but, remember anything else off the top of my head from that movie, but... No, it's really well, just was Fantasia. Crows. I remember watching Fantasia that as a kid. Fantasia was 1940, and... Sun, oh, was it really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Sunflower <laughs> I was like, that centaur. was not my childhood then. Yeah, Sunflower the Centaur was a huge issue. Yeah, that one's the one I've That she was seen. edited out. Um, yeah. And of course, the, the biggest one is Song of the South. Which I, I, I really only found out about relatively recently. I had never heard of it or seen any of it. I had no idea what it was. When I was a kid, my mom bought me a ton of sing-along Disney stuff. They were VHSs with just random snippets, and that's how I knew the Zippity Doodah song. And I always knew that Splash Mountain was the Br'er Rabbit song in the South stuff, but yeah. that was it. And I didn't learn that what it was actually about until much later. And it is a really crappy story. Some of the stuff I have no idea what you guys are talking about. To okay, be honest, so but. Song of the South was a live action and cartoon movie starring a man, um, a character named Uncle Remus. And it focused on the southern fables of the Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Bear. Very common fables down south. And basically, Uncle Remus and his wife were 
freed slaves that had enjoyed slavery and was yeah, telling a, already a problem <laughs> was telling a little the little white boy whose family used to own them that they enjoyed it and they enjoy staying there and they're going to stay there forever and it was horrible on screen it's horrible off screen he wasn't even allowed into the theater for the premiere because of segregation at the time. And Disney didn't stick up for him. They didn't insist. Well, and didn't he basically not get paid? Um, I forget the specifics. What year did this come out? Let me look here. I think our generation, what, what era? Thirties. Okay. So this is very, Mm. very old. Was Was it later? It's 1946. 46. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, so this was after world war two. It was. Yeah. That's even more shocking actually given everything that they, theoretically learned by then but um apparently they didn't learn but yeah, yeah. But he was basically not paid he was get, like he he was paid something but he was totally ripped off and it was not like what it was originally agreed upon or and he was very taken advantage of um it he was, being the actor yeah that- yeah james basket yes. okay um it was a, a bad situation and i guess it just i didn't even know that movie existed until a few years ago I didn't know until a few minutes ago. So, <laughs> Well, they completely got rid of it. The last release of it was actually on Laserdisc. It, it, so I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere to watch. Most likely, ripped it. it's somewhere on the internet, to be completely honest. I know you can find the scene for Zippity Doodah, because if you just take that one scene, that's not problematic at all. That song is beautiful, and it's beautifully animated. And I knew the song growing up. I don't know where I heard it, but I knew that song. Right. Even though I didn't know there was a movie attached to it. Well, there are so many 1930s and 40s musical songs that I had no idea were actually from a musical. It just, you know, the good morning, good morning. Uh, like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. from a musical. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's obviously problematic. Uh, Disney's got that long history. Disney also has kind of the disadvantage slash advantage of being older than most of the other companies that are making movies today. And so they have a catalog that goes back well before most others do. And so, you know, they have to decide what to do with it. Their old stuff is problematic, but I mean, even recently they've had problems with like when the Fox buyout happened, they got rid of how many people um, from 10,000 people lost their jobs. 10,000 people. And I mean that, you know, when businesses do things like this, that's expected to an extent, but 10,000 people is a lot. Well, right. And, 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 you know, I know we definitely talked about that specifically when it was happening because everyone was so excited that, yay, Marvel got the X-Men back. Fantastic Four. And look, great. I'm happy for you that we're probably going to get another X-Men movie like that wasn't going to happen anyway. But, you know, a lot of people lost their livelihoods over it. And at the same time, what's what's unseen is, again, this this massive powerhouse owning essentially 40 percent of the film market is only going to cause more problems when Marvel's putting out four movies a year and then they're tying them in to TV shows, which, you know, didn't really work with with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Defenders. But now, like WandaVision is going to tie into Doctor Strange, too. We know this for a fact now. Right. And, and most know- likely um, something else than I say. Oh, no, Loki's also going to tie into Doctor Strange. Right, so the other you, way around. If you don't sign up for Disney Plus and watch WandaVision and Loki, is is Doctor Strange 2 going to make any sense to you? You know, so now you're you're asking more money from people, more time from people, more investment that they have to take away from something else, for something from a smaller production or another streaming service or what have you. And 
we, we you know we've kind of gone backwards where we had a big cable package everybody wanted you know to just pay for what they wanted and now we're all paying for half a dozen different streaming services because you know well if i want to watch star trek i have to have cbs and if i want to watch um you know cap uh, captain america uh, captain falcon and the winter soldier i have to have disney and then you know the witcher is over here on hbo titans and, is whatever. over on uh, uh, watchmen's on hbo dc universe yeah. right exactly you know and so now we've gone in that direction, but Disney has the money to push people and say, well, you know, if you don't watch ours, the movie's not going to make any sense. And if you don't see the movie, everyone's going to be talking about the movie and it'll be spoiled for you. So well, look at The Mandalorian. I mean, you couldn't even – the episode would be out for less than three hours and there would be spoilers in the headlines of articles popping up. So Absolutely. if you didn't watch it immediately, then you're probably going to get it spoiled for you. That's so, the power that they have now in just the culture. Yeah. You know? Um, so everybody feels forced to watch it as soon as they possibly can and take this content in. And, you know, yeah, it's a huge power. And you know, the, the more they connect this stuff, you know, ticket prices aren't cheap. It's, you know, for a family of four, it's easily 50 bucks just to go see a movie without any candy easily. or anything. I mean, chances are yeah. it's going to be more than that. I mean, right. So, you know, that's... $200 just to see the Marvel movies, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. let alone anything else that you might want to see that's coming out. Um, I think it, it creates a market where people only want to make billion dollar films. So Simon Pegg has been talking a bit about the state of the Star Trek film franchise and the fact that this fourth film has kind of been like back and forth kind of in development hell will they won't they i mean basically yeah i mean you know they talk about well tarantino's gonna do one and then oh no it's gonna be this you know this other thing and um his big thing was basically like, look star trek isn't marvel star trek's not gonna make a billion dollars and so the studio may not even want to bother and if that's where we start to get to as well to compete with disney every movie has to make a billion dollars to be a success that's a big problem because then you're not gonna get anything small you know, because even a film that costs $50 million, it makes $500 million. It's not a billion. It's not a billion, right? And is that worth talking about? We talk about how, you know, a superhero film that makes $800 million, well, was that really a success? That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's how we have to talk about movies now. Yeah. You know, um, you know, hell, people were saying that Endgame underperformed because it didn't beat Avatar. So they re-released it. <laughs> yeah. Right? So like it's just it's a dangerous trend, right? That that's what you, everything has to be a connected universe. Everything has to be sequels and team-ups to hit that hit that mark. Get every person possible coming to your movie. And that's because you have to compete with Disney because Disney is 40% of the market. Mm -hmm. It's a big issue. I think that's the biggest problem for the industry moving forward is how do you sustain that? It's a good question. It's a bubble that's either we're all going to get sucked in and they'll own even more studios or it will burst. Something will fail. Something big is going to fail. Marvel or Star Wars will fail. And I have a feeling it might be Star Wars movies? Well, they like, already kind of have. Yeah. I mean, these last couple movies have not done as well as they anticipated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it hasn't been a flop or anything. No. But it's been pretty low for what they expected. So, exactly. you know, they're already on that record. But then The Mandalorian turned out to be awesome and everybody's exactly. talking about it and had all kinds of records. 
So, you know, it's not going to turn them off. They're going to keep doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. They're saying Yoda is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian (laughs) somehow, even though he's dead. Apparently, Force Ghost Yoda is going to be in season two. So, (laughs) you know, they're they're, they're trying to make it connect now. The whole whole thing was that it didn't really connect. Right. Now it's like, oh, let's make it connect because then we can do some other stuff. Because then they can sell toys with Yoda and Baby Yoda hanging out together. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy them all. All the little Yodas. Such a sucker. Um, (laughs) But it's true. Like, that's what we get. We get excited about those things. And, you know, some of that's on us to decide what we want to consume. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's entertainment. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point. We go to the movies to be entertained and whether that's because you want to be scared or sad or excited or whatever, that's, that's what you're going for. Some type of escape from your daily routine. And we want the best bang for our buck. And the question is whether or not we're going to continue to get that. So obviously we didn't talk about a lot of stuff regarding Disney and we just don't really have the time. So maybe there will be a sequel episode like next year because we didn't even touch on the fairy tale and princess controversy that's come up over the years or the ethical treatment of their employees at parks around the world or uh, their studios. So, you know, there will be more conversations. But Revenge of the Mouse, (laughs) episode five. The Mouse Strikes Back. Love it. It'll be the darkest of the three. The the mousening. (laughs) I like it. Okay. I like it. Do you want to take us out? All right. Yeah. So that'll be it for us. Uh, Some housekeeping things. So just a quick reminder, we have a new forum on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash screen heroes. Come talk movies with us. We'll have polls and other conversations. If you're not on Facebook, you can hit us up at screen heroes pod on Twitter. Uh, One thing that we are considering doing so we have planet comic-con coming up here in a couple of weeks we have a panel scheduled for friday march 20th at 4 30 it is our mcu tournament it's audience participation so come out and see us for that and we are considering after that moving our live stream of these episodes to the facebook group uh right now we do them on twitch and we have a you know a little bit of of viewership there and we truly appreciate all the support from those people um and we just want to have as many people as possible be able to join us for these conversations so if you have an opinion about that uh please let us know you can hit us up um at screen heroes pod on twitter like i said or in the forum um we are also at heroespodcasts.com uh in our show notes is a link to our link tree which has everything that you need to subscribe to our show whether it's on apple podcasts or spotify um or any any other number of places if you enjoy the show and you have any thoughts about it please consider reviewing us on apple itunes apple podcasts um, it's still the number one place that people listen to shows. It's the number one place people listen to this show. And the more reviews we have, the higher up in the rankings we are when you search for things like screen heroes or movie podcasts. Um, and so we would really appreciate that. If you do leave us a review, we will give you a shout out on the show. And if it's appropriate, I'll even read the review on the Ooh. show. If it's inappropriate, I'll read it on the show. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, of course, you can find Ryan at Buster Props. Um, and he will have a booth for Buster Props at Planet Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Do you know where yet? Did they announce that no, yet? No, they haven't given us location yet. Um, and then Ray is at Siren Ray. Oh my god! Not at Planet Comic Con. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and then I am at the Star Trek dude, and um, maybe at Planet Comic Con. Well, yeah. Well, we'll figure that. We'll <laughs> we're, we're working on that type of stuff. So, um, 
That's us. We're Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us. Next week, we are returning to uh, review our – it's an anniversary review of Constantine. Yeah. The Keanu Reeves Constantine for its anniversary. You said Keanu very weird. Did I? I How I do you say it? I don't know. Keanu. Like – I'm not saying that you say it like that all the time. I think it was just a catch in your voice. Why are you That's putting all. so much emphasis on the H? Keanu. Keanu. Is there an H in there? Cool. Oh, <laughs> 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 all right. And I'm gone. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>